solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston and the Texans Wire of USA Today, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. And use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Monday's edition. Over the weekend, Cody, who did we hear from? Nick Casario the second time in the last, what, 30 to 40 days. Uh, a lot of questions regarding the main question. The main question mark right now with this team, and that is the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson. Um and honestly, you know, that press conference, which we'll get into, I did not like his responses. So I cannot, you know, wait to discuss that. Also, the draft is coming up. We will discuss his thoughts on the draft as well and end off the show with just a little bit more discussion of the press conference. But let's let's think about what we have in Nick Casario before we even dive into the discussion. We have a guy who spent 20 of his professional years in New England around Bill Belichick, an organization that was notoriously known for either they like New England did small things like hide or not list players who may have who may would not play on Sunday due to injury. In order to get an upper hand, they didn't want their opponent to find out they had a weakness in the area, things like that. Like they kept a lot of things under wraps. So before we really criticize Nick Casario, we have to understand that if you do something for one year, it's going to be easy to kind of kind of easy to break out of that routine. Two years, maybe three years, mm, but 20 years with the same routine, it's impossible to break away from that. Now let's talk about the Deshaun Watson. I would have thought he would have said Dogecoin because Dogecoins, by the way, has been doing, they did very well for me. I'm waiting for it to explode one more time. Uh, that was time. actually, sorry to cut you off really quick, but that was actually my favorite part of the press conference. The Bitcoin? Yes. Oh yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, I did not like the responses due to the fact that Let's take away the legal side of what's going on with this situation. We still are in a space of he doesn't want to be here. And so you bring in Tyrod Taylor, who can make up to $12 million this year. His contract has a lot of incentives. You can't say right now our focus is the offseason program and the draft and then not commit to the contingency plan at quarterback, which was what we were trying to find out throughout the entire press conference. The offseason program at some point will include, if not the very first part, who is going to be under center. So it, it, it would have been, it would have been 
great for you to endorse the two quarterbacks that actually want to be here at this time under contract. It didn't have to be Ryan. I mean, sorry, it didn't have to be Tyrod Taylor. You could have, you could have mentioned Ryan Finley and how you feel great about Ryan Finley. We wouldn't have bought it. We would have thought that was, you know, BS, but at least we, we would have had a clear path of what you think will happen at the quarterback situation because no team in the league in 2021 will win without a quarterback. And Tyrod Taylor nor Ryan Finley are quarterbacks that you're going to actually, quote, unquote, win with, but at least you're going to give people um, a sense of direction something that we can prepare for. And I say that because if we look at the last two years, there's been so much underlining controversy, cover-ups, but in the last four months, if I'm a season ticket holder, if I'm, you know, if I'm a person who's been a fan, a fan of this team, for 20 years, if I'm if I'm somebody that spends a lot of money with this team, I want to know not only who do you have as the number one quarterback going into it right now, I think that's very important, but what is your plan for that position and the rest of the team? And I, I did have a problem with that. Like those two, those two statements of we're focused on the offseason program and the draft, but not wanting to comment on the future of your team at quarterback. That just doesn't make sense to me. And, and Nick Asirio comes off as a guy that talks down to you instead of talking to you. And I caught that a lot throughout the press conference. Like he, for me, for me, it sounds like he was trying to outsmart the question instead of giving a response that the reporters are professionally asking because we need to report on these things, right? People need to know. John, I hear you and I understand your frustration. And I also understand a lot of the other reporters frustration as well. But I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here looking at this situation and saying, what did you want him to say? Because think about it. It's hard for him to commit or be as adamant by saying that Deshaun Watson is still our quarterback. Deshaun Watson, we still want to move forward with him. Or on the flip side, we are opening calls for him because of the situation that's going on right now. I don't see a situation where he would have came out and said, we, we are still moving forward with Deshaun Watson as our quarterback for this season when you don't even know if the man is going to be a part of the 2021 season, given his legal troubles. I understand, yes, he possibly could have handled the press conference just a little bit better, but it's just one of those situations where, and, and to be honest with you, when I was on the call, I did not want to see every other question or nearly every question being asked about the status of Deshaun Watson because there's just two more. Like me personally, I think his best question of answering and handling the Deshaun Watson case came from the very first question that came from the great John McClain. John McClain flat out asked him, what's the latest of Deshaun Watson and what is the plan moving forward? Nick Osirio straight up, straight up saying, of course, he can't really get into it because of all the legal things that's going on. You have to let the legal situation play out. And 
th- that should have been possibly the only question for Deshaun because to be honest with you, John and listeners, the way he danced around those questions, and I, I think he did a good job, a hell of a lot better job than what we saw David Cully do, what, what was that, about a month ago? I can tell that he was going to dance around those questions. He wasn't going to give us the answers that we was hoping for. And when you started asking him more questions about personnel decisions, especially going into the draft and stuff, that is when we started to get more of a sense of what the what the future has in store for the Texans. When you, well, I'm not looking for him to endorse Deshaun. I'm looking for him to endorse who he has on the roster moving forward like it's it would have been it would have been great to hear tyrod taylor as of right now because we know he's not going to really dive into the deshaun i'm not upset at that right because that's a real legal matter right now but it would have been good to hear that we are he's endorsing tyrod taylor in some capacity because the question of what your contingency plan is you would be a fool, and I and I know he's not just sitting in 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 in, in the bleachers and not worrying about what's going on with Deshaun. He's worried about it. But back him publicly, back one of your quarterbacks on roster that want to be here publicly. Or what are you actually going to do at quarterback? That's what we were looking for. I, I'm not in Nick Asirio's head. I haven't spoken to him one-on-one or anything like that, but I truly do believe we're not going to see him fully endorse Tyrod Taylor until after the draft because with that 67 overall pick, I'm pretty sure he has his eyes set on Kelly Mond or Kyle Trask. And we're going to get into the speculations revolving those two quarterbacks and the Texans a little bit later on in the week. But I'm starting to hear a little bit of rumors that the Texans do have both Mon and Trask on their draft board with the possibility of if one of those guys are sitting there at pick number 67, they're going to take a chance on one of those. They're going to take a chance on one of those prospects. Guys, I would really encourage you to take a look at what 1010 has. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition design at fair price points. A friend of mine got engaged over the weekend and I definitely told him beforehand, hey, before you do it, before you make this life-changing decision where she eats off your plate before you can, go to bluenow.com. They only use diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagements, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day, only at bluenow.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. And of course, you're going to need money to pay for these things. And we don't want you to overwork yourself. What I want you to do is take a little bit of your money right now and use it with betonline.ag. Make you some extra cash. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Bet Online covers award TV shows, reality TV, along with the NBA, MLB, and hockey. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 
podcast presented by the Odyssey app. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest news. And stay tuned for more info about our live day one coverage. And as we continue this installment of Locked On Texans, ladies and gentlemen, the NFL Draft is literally 10 days away. And as we know, the Houston Texans have eight picks in the draft with their selection starting with the 67 overall draft pick. And their busiest round is going to be the sixth round where they have three picks. However, because they are entering this 2021 draft with possibly the worst draft stock in the whole entire league, I'm starting to get the sense that Nick Casario and the Texans are not going to put too much into this year's draft. And I'm here to tell you guys, don't expect Nick Casario to draft up. More so, there is a a better possibility of Nick Casario actually drafting down in this year's draft because I understand where he's coming from because one of the reasons why he said there might not be a possibility that they might move up is because one, when you make a trade, especially when you start involving draft picks and the Texans, and it's part of the reason why the Texans are in the position that they are today, nine times out of 10, if you're moving up, you're going to give up too many assets that might hurt you in the future and i understood where nick was coming from because when you take a look at this houston texans team there's only one guy who is worthy enough for the texans to possibly move up in the second and damn show in the first round and of course that guy is deshaun watson but given his legal situation given the status and even all this craziness that's going on right now Nick knows that he's not going to be able to trade Deshaun within these 10 days, which means the Texans are stuck where they are right now for the draft. I'm going to take another angle. I'm going to take the angle of he is just simply preparing himself for what possibly can happen in the draft, and they are doing uh, a, a good job of evaluating the talent of players that will be available possibly available at their pick players that will be available after their picks and they are ready and prepared for if teams get the calling in and they want to upgrade and there's somebody on a Texans roster that they feel they can get rid of, not necessarily get rid of, but they can move on from in the trade and they would upgrade themselves if they moved ahead. That was one area of this press conference from Friday that I did enjoy. And it was the fact that, he sounded prepared for all possibilities. I'd even take it a step further and say, we don't know what the rest of the other 31 teams, you know, who they value on the Texans roster that could um, be an upgrade from somebody at the position on their team. And I mentioned Titus Howard, you disagree with that. And I understand I I mentioned Max Sharpen. I mentioned, the possibility of just moving on from those two because they are the youngest and I, and I think still the most talented that holds some type of trade value. Uh, but overall, you know, on one hand, I mentioned how he's a 20-year Patriot guy and they don't allow things to leak and, and they are, you know, they keep things very tight-knit. On the other hand, he is a Patriot guy. And he also mentioned throughout the press conference the 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 year, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but the year that they didn't have a first or second round pick. Their first pick in that draft that year was number 70. 
Houston is in a similar situation, 67, third but, round. But the only thing I don't like about that, John, and, and I even thought about this when he said it, I mean, you was with the Patriots. You had Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. To be honest with you, it really didn't matter where you pick. You were still going to be in a better situation with, than what the Texans are in 2021. And that, and after this press conference, that's the only concern that I have from Nick Casario, that I understand you came from an organization that was hella successful over the last 20 years, but I hope he do not think that it's going to be the same way if he used the quote-unquote Patriot way in Houston. Yeah, but what I'm, I, I like the fact that he is still coming from a background of a, a team and organization that does have good pieces, great pieces, the all-time great piece around you, but you still have to fill slots. You still have to fill voids. And he has been able to do that with this team previously over 20 years. And I like that. He's just saying to me, in my eyes, whatever comes with, wherever we pick first, we will be prepared. We will assess the players that we like. If they're available, we're going to grab them. If we're in a situation where it's better to pick the better player than what we have prioritized, then we'll come to that at that point. But they're doing their due diligence on every prospect. And that's the only thing we really hope that they pick guys that pan out for Houston right now. Let me tell you about the improved Built Bar with 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors like cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, along with the 12 original flavors highlighted by double chocolate and peanut butter brownie. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. I take it with me to work every day. Go to BillBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Again, that is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Today through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysts from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaCanfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades, picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all of the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. I am tired of hearing about competition. I'm tired of it, right? And, and, I, and I say that because competition is good, but at some point you're going to need somebody that can just flat out be better than the next guy. And uh, Nick Asario throughout the press conference, he mentioned that what they tried to do, whether it was successful or not, was to create as much competition on the roster as possible. He also stated in his words that I think our focus is just trying to find good football players that are good people that have the right mindset that want to come here and they want to work hard and aren't afraid of competition that are going to embrace the opportunity in front of them. Ultimately, it's not going to be about what I think these players are going to ultimately determine how big of a role or who plays. I, I didn't like that. I, I don't like that idea because so we went through that last year, didn't we not, Cody? Like we, we, we went through the same 
Eric Murray was one of those guys. He, he was, you know, he, he was. He, he wanted to be in Houston. Yeah, he wanted to be in Houston. Even a good contract that you weren't going to get anywhere else. Right? Of course you wanted to compete. Of course you wanted to, you, of course you wanted to determine your role on a team that wants you to be here because you didn't see a lot of action anywhere else. And that's not a slight to Eric Murray. I'm just speaking strictly to his market value in the league compared to what he received to he, from Houston. Houston needs to get away from that. Right, you're gonna need competition, and and let me say this: this year, as I mentioned time and time again, it's one of those foundation years where a lot of things has to slide. You have to understand that going into the season, he had to do what he had to make this roster as of right now with reconstructing a lot of deals, moving things around. I, I still think he brought in too many great character guys. I still think he brought in too many smart, dependable guys. However, do we think this roster is better than what we saw last year, excluding Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller at the positions that we were looking at last year and saying, wow, they could really get better here. Offensive line is one of those positions. I think they got better in the secondary, not by a lot, but a little. I think they also got better. Uh, with the front four, you lost J.J. Watt. I get that. However, you got younger, and I think you got a lot more athletic than what you had last year. My opinion. You, you, you with adding Philip Lindsay, you got better in the backfield. I think you get you. You've gotten better with the tight end group because of the upgrade at your coach, along with you know the offensive line as well. So the competition is nice, but that mirrors the issue of what we saw last year. And last year, team won four games with Deshaun Watson. What is the ceiling for a team that's very competitive in practice with each other, but no Deshaun Watson on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays? What's the ceiling for that team? And consider you also did not publicly embrace the quarterbacks that want to be here, like you mentioned, want to be competitive. You didn't publicly embrace them. So What's the ceiling for a team led by either Tyrod Taylor, God, I hope not Ryan Finley, or if they choose to draft a quarterback that beats out Tyrod Taylor because he's just more young and athletic? What's the ceiling for that team? Well, John, to your point, what I would want to say, it it does make a little bit more sense this year versus last year. And I say that because this year is a rebuilding year however I do believe that the ceiling for this team is going to be a little bit higher and this team is a little bit better than what we saw in 2020 2020 Bill O'Brien and this team using the quote-unquote dependable guys smart guys competitive guys it was mostly that always felt like to me at least a cover-up by letting go of a lot of great players over the past two years this year with Casario coming out and saying that we wanted to find players who wanted to be here and part of the reason why was you failed to mention when you talk about Tyrod Taylor not only did they wanted to go out and find players who wanted to be here but they also wanted to find players who had experience with their personnel i.e Tyrod Taylor and david cully however with that being said because when you take a look at all the transactions this man has made because when you take a look at what he has said in that press conference outside of the 
quarterback position and i and and like i like i told you guys and we're going to get into this later on in the week when i get a little bit more information john when i look at everything that nick casario said in this totality i'm not expecting unless they get their hands on kelly mon or kyle trask i'm not expecting the texans to have a very big draft this year and with that being said that concludes another installment of locked on texans the monday installment i might add of locked on texans as always i'm your host cody davis please remember to follow me on twitter at cody davis underscore 24 once again that's cody c-o-t-y d-a-v-i-s underscore 24. follow the locked on texans twitter page at locked on texans on twitter like us on facebook follow me on twitter at some sports guy let's let's get active in the mentions this week, the draft is coming up, so let's get active again at Locked On Texans on Twitter and like us on Facebook. We will see you guys tomorrow. Be safe, Houston. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.